it's Janice. The following episode contains some sensitive subjects and topics, so please take care when listening. I think no stage fright. I hear stage fright is an actual thing. I mean, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know. But you don't. You have like have any? And I'm sorry about this. Oh no, this is pastry. You have Pastries fear. and wine. You had to fear be. of public speaking. Was it you I'm, that told me this? Oh, I'm terrified. I shake. I present on a regular basis for my job mm-hmm. um, to multiple different teams, and I have to hide my hands because my hands shake the entire time. And then afterwards, people are like, "Oh my god, you're so calm!" And like, mm. you know exactly what you're doing. And I'm like, in my head, I am literally. And I hate saying literally or literally, but it's true in this case. In my head, I'm like, run away. Mm-hmm. Like, turn. <laughs> Wait, why is your mic moving on its own? It's because it's not. Um... Make it tight. No, it's tightened, I think. Maybe. So why did it? I like, I, well, I should not scream into it. I brought it towards me. And, you know, like most men I try to date, it just pushed itself away. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a night of throaty, hard, loud laughs. I'm not doing it, but that's okay. Why is it not staying? Mine's I think it is. I think the cord is pulling it back. No, wait. I feel like I can. Hold, please. I believe I can fix this. Oh, wait. It's not. I just did it. Boom. I was doing lefty Lucy. But you know what? It's very tidy. That's all relative. Like up is down and down. <laughs> no, I mean that. I, I get that, but we need some direction. <laughs> Anyways, oh my gosh. Okay, hi, I'm Janice. I'm Izzy. This is Izzy, the the guest of the day. Um, what are you What are you reading at the moment? At the moment, ooh, I've definitely started doing this thing where I read multiple books at once, mm. but. It's my favorite thing to do. I feel like when people, even, I feel like when you say that, it makes you sound like you're just so, you know, just so studious. No, it's because oh, yeah. I can't just, it's hard to just focus on one thing. Yeah. Like for, yeah. you know, I, I, I like, it's like watching TV shows. You you like to bounce around. Yeah. You have to like cleanse your palate. You can't be all zombie the whole time. You got to yes. switch it up with some new girl. 1000%. Yeah. And then get a little... Gory action. Yeah. So we jump back into the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> um, I'm actually reading the series of books, which I gave you the first book. Oh, yes. Um, called Conversations with God by Donald Neal Walsh. Yes. I believe I'm pronouncing the name correctly. I believe um, so. I'm listening to the third book right now. I read the first oh. one, read half of the second one, but then finished it listening to it, but I loved it so much. I love the audio so much, specifically yeah. because the voice of God um, bounces between a female voice and a male voice. I found Ooh. it quite interesting, like very interesting. And now I'm listening to the third. But the a quick summary is um, Neil. Mm-hmm. You were because we're on a first name basis here. You Love. and Neil were having a chat, and he was giving you the download. Um, got to a point in his life. He tells a story. He got to a point in his life where he was quite angry with God, as we all get and have so many questions, which is fair enough. And um, started writing um, a letter to God, writing a long letter to God. And um, at the end, which was what caught me and kept me going, he, you know 
heard God speak back to him, which I will say raises some flags when, you know, especially grew up in church. As soon as somebody says they heard from God, you're like, eh. But, you know. <laughs> but he, what got me was he heard back immediately a, like a, a voice saying, do you actually want to know the answers or are you just venting? You know, and I was like, well, that's an interesting thing to, for one to hear back from oneself (laughs) type deal, you know? So I kept on going and he just, it's, it's crazy because I feel like I'm reading the conversation between two people. If you Mm -hmm. go deep into it, it's a conversation between a man and God, Mm -hmm. but in reality, it's a conversation between a man and himself. But then you go deeper into it. You kind of, he, he goes further into it. Like I'm not definitely not doing it justice, but the book has been absolutely incredible and beautiful to read. And I have been dying to talk to you about it. I know. I'm so excited. To make like a, a correlation here with what we wanted to talk about today, because I do think it connects yes. really, really well. Um, many, I would say, without having the data set in front of me, many people of our age and our generation, millennials slash, in my case, getting to be elder millennial. Um, okay. 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 Let's everyone okay. relax. Calm down, Gen Z. <laughs> we still have life left in us. <laughs> Don't kick my wheelchair over yet. Um, we have discovered this amazing thing uh, called therapy. And we go often and we talk about our feelings and we engage, um, you know, it, with our minds and our emotions and, and we talk about the psychology of who we are. And, um, you know, I, I think our generation has latched onto that really strongly, probably because our, you know, previous generations have kind of paved the way, but it's sort of this proven mm-hmm. proven thing. You go, you feel different when you're done, mm-hmm. and and you see this like marked change in your life. And one of the things um, that I saw immediately, I've been going to the same therapist for over two years now, and I love her and will see her for as long as she'll have me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to my therapist hey. if you're listening. <laughs> um one of the things that stuck stood out to me like straight away was how contra how much like what she was saying contradicted how I was brought up, but how much more impactful and helpful her words were than what I had been taught. Mm. So like what I had been following for so many decades of my life did not instill in me the change, the empowerment, the strength that like a few sessions with her had done. Right. And one of those things is this idea that we, you know, we're such bad people. Mm -hmm. Like this is, I mean, conservative Christianity, evangelicalism is like built around this idea Mm -hmm. that we are just such garbage humans. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Worms. Not to mention us women. Oh, even worse like mm. we you know eve it started with her she tempted yeah. the the man like how awful the poor thing just wanted to help her and then he got a temptress out of it you know mm. like oh it's just awful um i remember hearing messages as a kid that 
like I remember it so clearly. I remember the wording of it talking about how we were worms in wow. God's eyes. Wow. Like that's how awful we are. We are like worms. And could you imagine as a parent being told that um you sent your kid to school and <laughs> the teacher she kind of asks like what do moms think of kids really? And the teacher goes, actually, moms look at kids. I need you to know this because I love you. I need you to know this, but mom actually sees you as a warm. You are a warm. So we need to, we're going to teach you how to change that. Yeah. In the eyes of your mother. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's exactly. Going. When, you, when you word it in that way, when you kind of flip it on his, the, its head, it's crazy yeah. sometimes. Like, anyways. It, it's exactly that. Like, hearing that and having this idea that, like, you know, Jesus had to come and save us from ourselves, but yet we're still kind of not saved with the way that we're talked about these days, like Mm -hmm. even today, 2,000 years after the fact, the way the church still presents it is about how sinful we are, how disgusting we are, how Mm -hmm. like, oh, thank God he's here with us. Otherwise, like who knows what we'd get up to? We're just awful, awful, awful people. Mm -hmm. And it is through God's grace that we could even be a a modicum of good. Mm -hmm. Like, And even that, we're still just garbage. Which like calls into question for me personally. I'm like, so what did Jesus do? If we're right. still talking about sin, yeah, I thought he took care of it. I mm-hmm. thought we're like not having to think about that now. But mm-hmm. like, nope, we got to think about it every day, mm-hmm. and still talk about how garbage we are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. So like, we're saying that he did all that for garbage, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we continue to be garbage. I just that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. But um, within a few sessions of talking with my therapist, she's like, oh, well, studies show that people, when given the opportunity to do right by other people, more often than not, make the decision to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. even when nobody's looking, even when they won't get any sort of reward from it. Mm -hmm. There is this inherent goodness Mm -hmm. in people that when left to their own devices, the majority of people will make decisions to help the community to mm-hmm. help the greater good. Granted, we all know the person where you're like, that person would, if you were on an island, they would stab you in the back and then right. eat you later mm-hmm. to like save their own life. Like there totally. are obvious exceptions to the rule. You can't lump humanity into one thing. But the idea being that in her eyes, through this like psychology lens, people have issues. Mm -hmm. People have a reason for behaving the way they do. There's context to Mm -hmm. everything. You're not just good or bad. Mm -hmm. You're a regular person dealing with a mental health crisis, or you're a regular person who has an addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about what you said about the alcoholic, and that means you're going to drink acid in hell. And I think about the fact that like an alcoholic doesn't choose to be an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic because you can't choose differently. You're an addict. Mm -hmm. And you're probably trying every day to not do that thing. And it's nearly impossible Mm -hmm. to not be addicted. Like if you know the 
chemistry and the makeup of addiction, mm-hmm. it's not just simply, you can't willpower that away. Mm-hmm. And you can't just go, I'm going to choose differently and it's going to be fine. Like that's not how that works. And then to think that God would punish that, mm-hmm. which you're sick with, you're not, you know, it's like him, it's like you having high blood pressure and God being like, well, you got to go to hell. Yeah. I don't like high blood pressure because it's obviously showing that you're stressed and so you don't trust me, so you got to go to hell. Yes. And you're like, I, if I could not have high blood pressure, I would choose that. Like, mm-hmm. I would love that. Yes. But it's not, you know, it's not that simple. And as a parent, I look at that and I'm like, how could we, how could we relate to that, you know, and say that God is our father He's our helper. He's our friend. And yet also he thinks we're worms and we're so awful and we're just like so indebted to him for, you know, just the fact that I can breathe today because I don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. My therapist would say, you deserve good things. You're worthy. You, you know, you have value as a human life. There is a value to that that's, you know, uh, you can't put put a number on it. You Mm -hmm. can't put a number on how valuable a human life is. Yes. No matter what, Mm -hmm. a life is a life. And that contrast started to unravel some things for Mm -hmm. me because I went, wait a second, I don't think people are all bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're all condemned because of our convictions. And I don't think we're, you know, trying to be garbage or, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that you, that you heard growing up. Like, yes. like, hang on a second. This is doing something for me and empowering me in a way that makes me want to make change. Mm-hmm. And it's helping me be a better person. And I'm understanding myself more and I'm trusting myself more. Yes. And through that, it's created a connection for me to God that the church hasn't been able to give me mm-hmm. in decades of going to church. Yes. And that therein, I feel, again, without the data set in front of me, mm-hmm. is why people in our generation are kind of like, eh, I don't really want to go to church anymore. Right. But we'll happily go weekly to our therapist. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, and I will say these books, like, have helped yeah. the series, like, talks a lot about these subjects, too. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it helps me shape this imagery. But with therapy also, that's one of the things my therapist did. She brought yeah. back the imagery a lot with me yeah. and visited that. And I feel like I go back to it often now. Mm. And I, you find ways to start, like, changing the image, you know, and God helps you in a way. So I thought I'm going to get back, get up off the ground. (laughs) If I created you and you're an extension of me, Mm -hmm. you're not dirt. Like, we are meant to do this together. Whatever happened to interdependence? Like, you know, there's, Mm. you can be dependent, you can be fully dependent, or you can be fully independent. How about interdependence? Isn't that what you want out of a child? Yeah. You want them to know yeah. that they can come to you in a time of need. Yes. But also, like... But they can stand on their own wipe two Wipe your feet. own bum. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's... Please wipe your own butt. One of the things that I will say therapy helped was with the imagery of things. And yeah. 
so I can kill some old imagery that we yes. talked about that really haunted <laughs> yes. me over the years. But again, oh. and you know, you don't need to get spiritual to do that. It's yeah. it was a, it was a close your eyes. Yeah. In all, and not to mention everything that we do, she asks if I'm comfortable. Yes. Beforehand. Um, what a nice thought. It is. No, it's like close your eyes and let's talk about it. Let's picture him and very much talk about what the actual truth is and the reality yeah. is, which is, you know, and also let's say out loud what is in your brain because when you say it out loud, you realize how silly it is most of the times. Yeah. And sometimes it just helps you process the thought, right? Mm-hmm. And something you just said was so, um, so much a part of my therapy journey, which was that like, die to yourself. Like mm. I heard that all the time. I have clear memories, recent memories of being in church and someone being like, I just had to die to myself. Like die, die. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you can't trust your own feelings. Mm-hmm. You can't trust your own intuition. Mm-hmm. And yet, you're told that you'll know it's God because it feels like God. Mm. And so there's this like confusion and this contradiction that happens a lot where it's like you can't trust your own feelings, but also that's the only way you'll know if it's God. Mm. And so then you become almost like desperate and frantic. I mean, how many times have you talked to someone who's just frantic? I just don't know what God wants me to do. Oh, I don't know what to do. Because I just, I'm not hearing him. Mm-hmm. I don't feel peace about it. But then also I want it. But is it wrong that I want it? Mm-hmm. Is that just this, the flesh side of me? Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't want it. And that he's testing me. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, all this stuff comes into play. And it's been taught to us over years and years of, you know, being in church. And, mm-hmm. and, and some of the ways that the scriptures are interpreted to us. And it's really detrimental. Mm-hmm. It can be traumatizing in a lot of cases. And when I spoke to my therapist about that, what's unique about my therapist and why I love her so, so, so much, I love her for many reasons, but one of the reasons is she grew up in a very conservative, orthodox faith. Mm -hmm. So she understands what I'm talking about, which is really important, I think, when you're trying to explain your faith journey, because to talk to someone who's never experienced Christianity or a conservative faith... Mm -hmm. You just sound crazy. They're like, nah, don't do that. That's nuts. You know, and you're like, no, you don't understand. This has been instilled. This is like part of, it's almost part of the fabric that I'm made of. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's been ingrained into me in such a way that I can't just say, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, even having conversations with you about, Hell, mm-hmm. there's that little piece in the back of your mind that's like, but what if you're wrong? One thousand percent. Like because it's been ingrained mm-hmm. into you, so it's this, it's this journey that you need to do with somebody that understands, mm-hmm. but isn't so conservative themselves that they're right. gonna tell you just go read the Bible, yeah. just go pray because you're like, if that's if that's your answer, you don't get it. Like mm-hmm. you don't get what I'm going through, um, but. With my therapist, what was so helpful is she could understand that idea of, you know, die to yourself, like your life is not your own, you're living for others, like to Mm -hmm. serve them. But as a psychologist, she's like, that is so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. That is so, you are, 
you know, and, and she sees this across multiple um, clients, like you become so out of tune with your own emotions and your own self mm-hmm. that you don't even know how you feel. Mm-hmm. And so then you become you overly dependent. Yourself. You don't think for yourself. You become overly dependent on God thinking for you, mm-hmm. which he's never going to do. And so then you get into those panics, those mm-hmm. circular panics of like, I want to do this, but I don't know if I should. He's not talking to me. I It's like, he's not going to tell you what to do. That's not how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you lose touch with those emotions and you get into this place of like, I have to die to myself, which means I'm not allowed to want anything. Mm-hmm. So then when you're in a career as I am, and you want to progress in that career, and you want to keep getting promoted, you get this guilt of feeling like you're, you know, that's just my fleshly desires. Rather than going, it's actually, this is like my phrase, and my poor therapist hears me say it all the time, because it's actually a really powerful phrase for me, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, it's developmentally appropriate Mm some of the things that we go through that we say are evil or we need to die to or that's your flesh. Mm-hmm. They're actually appropriate responses as a human. Mm-hmm. You know, like my, I've said this to many people before, my youngest is in the habit of lying right mm-hmm. now. She lies a lot. You could say, oh, that's her sin nature. Mm-hmm. Look at that little evil thing. Yeah. Or you could actually look at it from a developed like a child development phase and go, that's actually appropriate. She's supposed to be lying. That's a phase that she is actually supposed to be going through. Any child psychologist will tell you, Mm -hmm. anyone who studies human development will tell you, she should be lying. Mm -hmm. That is part of her figuring out the boundaries of relationship, Mm -hmm. of storytelling of actual current events that are happening in her life of pastry (laughs) it's pastry time you know what i need this is appropriate developmentally appropriate (laughs) i'm gonna open a cookie but i love that and and yet we go oh that's you know that's so bad she needs to learn you know she's just she's so sinful you Mm -hmm. know that's her sin nature or that's this you know this or that when in reality, that's what she should be going through. And then we feel emotion about something and we go, oh, I need to give it to Jesus because I'm upset about this. And it's like, no, you should be upset. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I say should in a very loose way because that's like a cuss word to a mm-hmm. therapist. Like there should, you shouldn't, you should. Should right. should not be in your, in your vocabulary. Um, because it's about what, helps you. Mm-hmm. And th- this was a big one for me. I used, when I started talking with her in the beginning, I used good and bad a lot. That mm. was just a part of my phrase, right and wrong, good and bad. And one of her first challenges to me was to replace those words with useful and not useful, helpful and not helpful. Wow. So interchange them out. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most powerful and still to this day is the most powerful and empowering things in my life. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, she's, my kids lie. This is bad. I said, mm-hmm. it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful in their relationships. But you know what? It is helpful in their development of storytelling. It is helpful in their development of learning the boundaries of relationship. Mm-hmm. It is helpful in them understanding events and time mm-hmm. and 
you know, what is make-believe versus what is reality. Yes. It is helpful in that way. It's not helpful for them uh, in their friendships because, mm-hmm. you know, you won't earn trust. Mm-hmm. That conversation is really different to that's a sin and you shouldn't lie. Yeah. And condemning my four-year-old for her lying habit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that, but I am going to teach her how to be a good friend mm-hmm. and how to be a good neighbor. Mm-hmm. And in that, speaking the truth is going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody asks you if these jeans make them look fat. And then oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. That's a different story too. That's too big for the four-year-old to, but to handle. I love that idea of like the, you re, it's crazy how you can just reward something or repicture yeah. it and it looks entirely different. It changes, it changes the power of it because you've been taught that you are bad mm-hmm. and that there are good things. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, we don't want the good things. We always want the bad things because we're bad. And that's, that's still not enough. There's still eternal hell and then there's still, to follow. Yes, and then there's all these consequences for it because this God who is unconditional love, think about that, without conditions, mm-hmm. he will love you. Yeah. But if you don't, follow the conditions, he will condemn you for all eternity. Wait, what conditions? It's unconditional. Well, it is as long as you follow the conditions. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. And like like you said, most people will, when given the chance, we'd actually be shocked, would make like a like the a, helpful decision. The helpful decision. Look, I was about to say You're gonna say good. Yeah, and I was like, good don't do it. Or the right decision or the helpful decision. But I one of the, another thing that I loved reading in this series of books is rewording in a sense the choices that I make, the experiences that I go and choose to have, instead of looking at it, this is right or wrong, good or bad. How instead why don't I look at it as is is this gonna bring me any closer to who I wanna be? Oh, I love the that. person that I wanna be. Yeah. And you know what? If the person that I want to be unfortunately happens to be a serial killer. <laughs> like, no, but I really to, hope that's no, not, that's not be. but to get to that point, <laughs> if that's who I choose to be, then that's what who I choose to be. And consequences will follow that because they just yeah. do. But you know what? If you keep telling a thing that's garbage mm-hmm. and if you keep treating it like garbage it's going to eventually start dressing and smelling like it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going like, if you're going to keep calling me, you know, keep not calling me, but teaching, you know, me, I'm at the end of the day, no matter what I do, no matter how yeah. hard I work, yeah, like I'm a sinner. Yep. And if I make a peep, it's coming from my sinful side. Yes. And if I go against, it's coming from my sinful side. Okay. You and know? then you can't ever win mm-hmm. because then it's always... A, that's like the sign of like a cult, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, and I'm not saying this is a cult, but I'm like, I don't think Christianity is a cult, but like that's the sign of a cult is like when the leader sort of like frames everything in the in a way where you can never fully argue against it mm-hmm. because it's like, well, God told me. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you can't argue with that. Or mm-hmm. it's like, it's God's plan and mm-hmm. you can't argue with that. So it's frustrating the sin thing can be frustrating because you come up against your own sin nature mm-hmm. 
all the time. I'm doing that in air quotes. Like mm-hmm. your sin nature all the time. And then you can't win. Yeah. Because it's like if you speak out and go, actually, I don't think that's how God views us. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that's because you're so full of sin you can't see. Not to mention that this whole this whole talk we're having on the subject of sin, mm-hmm. not to mention that sin mm-hmm. is one thing in Europe and another thing in America. <laughs> and another <laughs> thing so in, true. and another thing in South America and another thing yeah. in Asia. Yeah. It looks different everywhere you go. Yes. So like I'm I am pretty sure yeah. I could go to a Christian church in America and be told that I'm going straight to hell for drinking and then go to a church, a Christian church in Europe mm-hmm. and the pastor will have a glass of wine with me over dinner and it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. No. Nope. You know, like, or let's talk about smoking. Like mm-hmm. I can go to a church and be told, you know, it's a sin instead of, why don't you just tell me like I'm I'm basically killing myself here? Mm-hmm. Like let's talk about the health, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, I, I mean, you don't want me running a church because I would actually have a smoker section because <laughs> because who freaking cares? I um, would go to that church so no, fast. I don't even smoke, but, but I would like, go to that church. It would. It, I think like it would. It it might it might crush a lot of people. To know that some a lot of the their favorite authors, while they were writing, you know, mm. their theology books and they were writing all these things, they were smoking a pipe. Like, oh yeah. So it's it's again we're having this whole and that's saying it's the this sin thing. You're grinding people down like you, you know, it, you're going back to the sinful thing. Like we're worms. We're nothing. Mm. We're nothing. We're you know, instead of wording it. Here's how, here's how I'm like, like, instead of the whole, I am absolutely warm and I am like absolutely nothing without Christ or nothing without the Lord, I actually could still go around and be mm-hmm. something without Christ and be something without the Lord in this. And I say that in a sense of, when I say without Christ and without the Lord is without following any of the rituals, follow like you know, mm-hmm. without saying that I don't believe, which I actually I actually do. I love and believe both mm-hmm. of those, <laughs> both those people, <laughs> both Jesus and, and the God, like you know, three in one. <laughs> Jesus love, and the God, love them all. Love them like all. I do. Uh, I've had wonderful experiences, but. <laughs> I just I call, I call them people, <laughs> and I lost my point of view. What was I talking about? You <laughs> were saying that you don't have to follow any of the habits or rituals, no, and you would yes. still be okay. No, but no, but I'm saying that. No, I'm saying that. Like I could, I would, I, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would get like burnt, like smitten or whatever. Right. Like I would get, you know. I don't think yeah. God would like throw me into the pit of hell. Mm. But I think that a life that he, a life with him, it's so much effing better. Can we cuss in this podcast? Why not? A life with him, I think, is so much better. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I did love about the book is that it repainted even the Ten Commandments with Moses. And maybe this is, it could be the second book, and I'm doing mm. spoiler alert with you. But it, I'll take it. It, re, it like repainted the commandments. Is mm. like, instead no, of, it was in the first book. Yeah, instead of reading like, 
going from like you shall not murder mm-hmm. like if if it's if you re read that of like if you when you're connected when you're one with your creator when you're mm. with me when you're with god yeah you're not gonna want to kill my guy yeah you're not not even yeah. wanna it's i think you're not gonna kill you're not gonna do it because yeah. it's all it's with like it's I it's that thing yeah that. i loved that part i loved that you're not gonna covet your neighbor yeah because, because you know that you have all that you need all that you need yeah, yeah. you're not going to steal you're mm. not going to that right there makes me want him mm. even more mm-hmm. and it's not a manipulation thing or anything to me it's mm. just like to me, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, no, therapy, it's definitely helped in, to, like, push me in a direction of thinking yeah. for myself in, in this subject when it comes to God. Definitely, 1,000%. Yeah, and for me, it's been a whole a whole journey of reconnecting with my emotions, trusting them, trusting myself trusting my gut and then setting boundaries and being okay with holding them. And that's been, that's a continued journey. That's really difficult. I think as a a Christian woman, I don't necessarily hope this isn't a contentious point for you, but I don't necessarily identify as a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. I don't often, um, not because I don't believe in God and I don't believe in Jesus as um you know, an inspired or divine being. Um, but because I think it comes, the word Christian or Christian women comes with so much garbage mm-hmm. from like hundreds and hundreds of years mm-hmm. that I don't like to identify with it very yeah. much. But in this case, I will say Christian women um I think it's very hard to have a boundary and hold it. And that's, again, a gross overgeneralization. There are plenty of Christian women who would be like, I can hold a boundary all day long. Try mm-hmm. me. But I think a conservative, you know, if you've got a really conservative background and you've had that teaching of women are there to help and support, um, men are the leaders, um, your worms, you know, you can't trust anything. Women are emotional and emotions can't be trusted. You know, you've got all that teaching under your belt. It can be hard to feel that you can say no to something mm-hmm. and that it's valid without a serious, serious reason. You know, yeah. I'm seriously ill, so I can say no to this. But like, no, I just don't want to. Yeah. And that's a good enough reason mm-hmm. because I don't feel good about it. And that's a good enough reason. Yeah. Um, my gut feeling is this isn't okay. Yeah. And that's, I can trust that. I can trust me. Mm-hmm. I can trust those feelings because those in my mind are God-given feelings and uh, they're there to guide me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that, I say that with also recognizing that some people that would listen to this sort of podcast would maybe have gone down a similar journey as me where you've started to dive down into, you know, the biology or the evolutionary biology of people and go, well, emotions aren't God-given. They're just a natural process, you know, from how we've evolved. They've Mm -hmm. helped us. They're beneficial to creating social circles and relationships and and 
where there's numbers, there's survival. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a, emotions might just be a, um, a survival mechanism mm-hmm. from evolution, you know. And that may very well be the case. I think in the context of our conversation, mm-hmm. I say it as a God-given thing, as in we can trust it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you feel that's come about through survival of the human race for thousands of years or you feel it's come about from uh, God's creation I, is irrelevant. But I did want to acknowledge that because mm-hmm. that is a thought that I have often. I I travel on both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I dive deep into the science I like data, but I also recognize, and this was something that the book said, um, the Conversations with God said that I thought was um, really helpful for me. I like the hard hard facts. Mm -hmm. I'm like, give me the data set that shows that God is around. Yeah. Give me the percentage. You know, I, I had this conversation recently where I was like, show me the percentage of times I wish somebody tracked this. <laughs> I wish it was possible to track this. Show me the percentage of times that people pray mm-hmm. for something, the times that no good outcome happens, and mm-hmm. the time that good outcomes happen. Right. And I, I mean, based off my own experience, 95% of the time, mm-hmm. nothing happens when you pray. 5% of the time, something happens. And you attribute that to God, where mm-hmm. I would say, well, that's chance, right? <laughs> that five percent's not, mm-hmm. you know, that's not looking too good. I like the, I like the cold hard facts. Mm-hmm. I want to see the data on it. But something the book said that resonated with me was, this is a, you know, the spiritual side of things. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a mysterious and sort of inexplicable thing that we are mm-hmm. trying to explain in words. Yeah, it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a. You know, there's a different side, and you can feel that when you talk about it. There's the cold, hard facts. I love those. I'd love Mm -hmm. to be in those all day long. But then sometimes I just get a feeling, and I can't root it in data. Yeah. And I can't, and you know what? A lot of times science can't tell you why. Mm -hmm. I wish that science answered for everything, but it doesn't yet Mm -hmm. and may never answer for some of those. We don't know why you feel that way when you do. I guess the end is we have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Maybe that's what it is sometimes. It's you making a choice because you kind of just make a choice out of experience. Yeah. And you go, this is what this feeling for me is God. Mm-hmm. This is a feeling that I know I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. I'm, I am familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And when I get this feeling, it means God is talking or, yes. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of different, I, I think we've all felt that if you've been in, uh, in any sort of like spiritual setting, you've had a moment where you've kind of gone, I feel God. Yeah. Like, I feel that. And mm-hmm. we can talk about that being, you know, the nature versus nurture or the, yes. you know, the being conditioned to the place that you're in and, you know, all of that. But there are moments that you just can't explain. And that doesn't mean that you can always attribute God to every single one of those. But there are mm-hmm. moments where we choose to, and I think it can be really beautiful, and or, you can trust it. Or another thought, maybe um, part of me is kind of okay attributing it all to God. Because, <laughs> and again, we can we can call it good or call it bad, and then we can mm-hmm. go back also into what we were talking about before—not mm-hmm. you know useful, not useful. Yeah, but 
I could think something is not useful mm-hmm. and have no idea what's going on. Or mm-hmm. um, I've made, I've realized I've made big statements before, big about how a person might, about a political stance, according to how I think a person might feel mm. in a certain situation, but I'm not in their shoes type deal. Yeah. You know? Um, That's so true. But it's like, I lost my point of view again. <laughs> <laughs> We've had too many cookies. Oh, what was I saying? You're gonna have to edit this one. I'm not editing anything. Yes, you are. I'm keeping every crunchy bag moment, every burp into the microphone, or attributing it all to God. You know. So I feel like I'm catching. I'm like picking up on this theme. That one thing that therapy helped us both do in a sense mm. I can I'm gonna say reword mm-hmm. things or even re- yeah. or repicture things yeah but funny enough I say reword but we're using synonyms here yeah like they're yeah. not far off from each other so yeah. it's not even I'm which goes to show therapy didn't even throw me off my you know belief yeah. system all it did was um help me reword things yeah. let's give it some cinnamon cin- cinnamon <laughs> put some put some spice on put it girl cinnamon and make it sweat <laughs> no but like let's reword it with some similar words because yeah. we have been hearing it the same way yeah. and you know and it hasn't been helpful yes. it hasn't been mm-hmm. useful so let's try it yes. a different way but then in that mm-hmm. you know Many of us have had to take apart some of the things that we were taught and go, this isn't useful. I'm going to set it aside and I'm not going to continue on with that in my faith journey. Mm -hmm. And some people I know have completely set aside God altogether and that's fine because that's what they've needed to do Mm -hmm. for their journey. I think it's what is useful and helpful to you Mm -hmm. and then start from there Mm -hmm. and, and build from there. And for some people, they've built God out of their lives because... They haven't found a good use for him. I would love for people to discover the usefulness of God oh, and yeah. the, and the the useful God that can mm-hmm. be there, the grace and the peace and the in moments of fear, the friend when you're alone mm-hmm. kind of God, rather than build him out of their lives because the way he's been taught to them is so damaging mm-hmm. and so unhelpful. Um, that would always be my hope. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize that people's journeys are individual. They're your yeah. individual journey. And if that's what's most useful to you, like, do you hear how the language also takes judgment out of it? Yeah. It takes out this feeling of I'm... I am the judge, the moral compass mm-hmm. of what is right and wrong, good and bad. By switching it up, suddenly it gives you compassion for people's journey. Yeah. Suddenly it gives you context. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not useful. It's not useful. Neither of us go to church at the moment. Mm-hmm. You and I don't go to church at the moment because it has not been helpful for us mm-hmm. lately doesn't mean church is bad. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people that find a lot of good in it and Mm -hmm. continue to go. And there's plenty of people that have stopped because they've recognized it's not helpful Mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah. And and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly 
trusting yourself and trusting your own intuition and knowing you best because only you know you the absolute best, um, that that's a decision you make and it should be trusted and it yeah. should be respected. Mm-hmm. Just as all our decisions in life should be respected when they don't hurt others, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. I feel like these are things we, we've definitely, <laughs> we've definitely gone down like 17 we rabbit have. trails. But like, how can you not? Especially when you're not? talking about therapy. Like, oh my God. Because I therapy will, and the, religion. That, but that's probably, I will, let's, to like, I'll help close it up because I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, a therapist. three-hour podcast. No, because you go, a ther- being a therapist, you must. And also, have you watched the Sopranos? Not in a long time. But, you know, because <laughs> I've been watching it for the first time now. But I find it, to me, it was amazing that the whole thing ended up about the main, like, main mafia guy actually going through therapy. I had oh, no idea that was. I the, didn't know that. Yeah, that's, like, the main premise of the story. What You watch him going through therapy, and I was like, oh, oh my, my God, gosh. I had no idea. Um. I forgot. What I was say. <laughs> Not again. It, co- it comes back though. Do you know what it, it does? We just got to give you the space and the thought God, comes back. Sopranos, therapy. What were you saying before, Janice? I don't remember. <laughs> I was trying to close us off here. I was saying we've gone down 17 rabbit trails. Oh, we're yes. T- <laughs> oh, now I remember. It's come back. It's come back. Yeah, she's back. There she is. No, like um, a therapist basically sits there and goes through a roller coaster with you. Because yeah. that's what therapy is. And to me, anybody that runs away from it or goes like, oh, they're just figuring you out. I also go, so what? <laughs> they will literally sit there as you go down 20 different paths, like yeah. into 20 different tangents and rants. Yeah. And they will, you know, like, so I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> all that to say. All that to say. I'm all about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I feel like we've hit on... <laughs> 17 things and yes. probably not the one that we meant to hit on but, but I don't we even did. know but we did we did yes how therapy has helped us yes in our walk with god yes yeah, i mean there was probably god. more you probably you were you definitely worded it way more beautifully than what i said but oh i don't know i don't know if i've worded anything tonight <laughs> i've just been eating cookies on the <laughs> side while you're talking this is therapy. This is therapy. <laughs> These cookies are therapy. These cookies are my religion. Um, <laughs> I want your cookies, not your religion. <laughs> That's a song title right there. Oh, write it for us. Izzy. I do want to write a song that I Can said. You? I wanted your love, but all you gave me was your religion. <gasps> I like it. I want to work on it. Okay, start on that. Stand by. It's going to be on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because it will perform live for us. Um, Okay, so we talked about what you're reading. Obviously, what I just finished reading. Um, One other thing is a podcast I recommend. If you're into the theology or the psychology side of things, um, You Have Permission is a fantastic podcast. You Have Permission. Um, with Dan Koch. He is a psychologist who specializes in religious trauma. Um, and he 
the reason I actually started listening to him, heard him from another podcast, um, but I started listening to his early work because, or his early podcast uh, because it was based on end times anxiety. Mm. And that's a whole other thing that we could go down, but we won't. <laughs> um, but it was it was really, really helpful for me. But um, I love listening to his podcast because he intersects psychology and theology mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, I'll probably reference a lot of his things mm-hmm. in my life. I already do, but I'll continue to. Um, but that's my recommendation if you're interested in psychology and theology. Um, and remember that we're not experts. No. As you can tell <laughs> from our crunching bags. And experts our at cookies, though. Experts at I could cookies. tell you where to grab a cookie. Everything else, though, we love a good chat. Love a and good we chat. We love a good process. Nobody rabbit holes like we rabbit Nobody hole. rabbit holes, yeah. But we are not experts. But we no subject here. is left untouched, I'll no. tell you that. <laughs> We get them all, yeah. or at least we'll try. Nothing will startle me ever. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we are not the experts, but we do like having a conversation mm-hmm. in a living room with some wine because it's a long journey mm-hmm. and there's a long road ahead. And I don't know why that makes me feel like Bilbo Baggins from <laughs> Lord of the Rings, but. I 100% feel like that right now where I'm just like, I could hear like the Shire music and I just feel like the road goes on. Like, you know, it's a long journey and it can be lonely. And if you don't have people willing to engage in these conversations, especially if you're not going to church anymore and you grew up in church with that community, um, it can feel daunting. And so this is a space to join a conversation have a little chat, hopefully have a little laugh, hopefully not get super annoyed at us. You know what's going to be funny is listening back to this and finding out all of the weird habits we have when we talk <gasps> that we, we t- didn't know that we had. Oh boy. Like, do I laugh like that? Oh, I like, can does see my it. voice do that? I sound like a That's four-year-old be. Italian man. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Don Isabella. <laughs> It's Isabella. <laughs> she likes the cookies. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I don't know how you sign these things off. What do you, you know what? I wish we had like a catchphrase, like a, like, don't let religion bite you in the ass. <laughs> 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 <laughs>